It's amazing how time flies when you're having fun. And haven't we been having some fun lately? Work, mortgage, work, car repayments, work, groceries, work, and on and on it goes. Meanwhile, out in the real world, elections have been had, grand finals lost, economies collapsing and all that stuff. If it wasn't for the distractions of work, mortgage, work, car repayments, work, groceries, work and so on, one could get very depressed. Take the oldies. A bunch of them recently got together in Melbourne to vent their spleens over the cost of living and the pittances they get as pensioners. My, what a sight it was! However, they failed to realise that their greatest advocate, according to his memoirs, is no longer in office. Instead of a bloke about their own age, they now have a PM who is youngish and more concerned about his frequent flyer points than doling out more cash for those he sees as being great contributors to the nation. The pensioners and retirees who gathered in Melbourne need to get with the program a little and realise that the greatest contribution to the nation they can now make is to unselfishly get back to work and do so until they cark it. Then, at the other end of the life spectrum, we have the kiddies. They're the ones who don't mind taking a dump in their pants when you're in the middle of coffee and buns at the cafe, and who cause you great embarrassment when they spew their lunch all over the back seat of your friend's Audi. It seems that despite successive governments' endorsement of private childcare, the greatest saviour of mankind, sorry sisters, that is capitalism, doesn't really do much to solve our biggest problems after all. Now, before we get all starry-eyed and blame the Howard government for the ABC fiasco, let's recall that it was the Hawke and Keating governments, which according to my memory were Labor, who deregulated the childcare market and opened it up to for-profit companies. Seems like the whole shebang is coming down around our ears. Now, I could talk at length at the disappointment we Geelong supporters have over not winning the flag this year, but I won't. It pales into insignificance when compared to what is going on as governments around the world bail out whatever multinational comes knocking and enter into the socialist phase of capitalism. The wonderful thing about capitalism seems to be that it is blind to age, infirmity, middle wealth, poverty and the environment. These impediments to the upward redistribution of the commonwealth do not stand in its way. Well, not really its, because capitalism really isn't a thing as such. Neither are the ailing or weakening markets. If you've ever been to a market, the first thing you will notice is the people. There are people behind the stalls. They want to sell you something and you want to buy. The market without people is just an empty space with stalls in it. There is no activity, no trading, no fracas and no exchange. In other words, the marketplace is only created when rational people who have an aim to maximise their utility come together and trade whatever commodity they have. So, if the market is made up of rational people who trade according to rules they agree on, then we have to agree that if the so-called global financial crisis is having material outcomes, no more retirement funds, collapsing businesses and so on, then it must have been people who caused it. On the surface, this sounds fairly simple, yet the reality is much more complicated and far less understandable. 
However, in order to make sense of it all, it is important to remember that the biggest benefits of capitalism do not accrue to those who must adhere to its rules, but those who manipulate or ignore the rules and bribe the umpires. Elections, as we have seen, do not bring regime change, and neither does invading a sovereign nation under false pretenses. As we see Obama putting together his new government, we must really ask, is this not a rearrangement of the deck chairs? Similarly, and despite his apology, the Rudd government is failing to live up to its promised saviour status. Even the mysterious Mr Garrett must be getting worried about his latest album. Tuneless melodies and obscure lyrics mean his latest work is not being received by the masses as well as his managers had hoped. Meanwhile, back at the coalface, we are encouraged to work harder, volunteer more, drink less and enjoy the ride. We are assured that nothing beats working when it comes to living a fulfilled life. Who was it that said, a bite marked fry? Now I can accept that my beloved Geelong didn't have the metal to go all the way this year. But what I can't accept is that we are still expected to swallow the whole work will set you free mantra. The worst thing we can do is sit back and accept there is no alternative. There is, but it won't come free. While I am the first to admit that, as a theory, capitalism has some upsides, I am not stupid enough to miss the fact that, like any theory, it can be used to justify dogma, ideology and the severest human rights abuses. The fact that the market has been corrupted cannot be missed by even the strictest adherent to its tenets. Even though it scares the bejesus out of me, I can't help but have a chuckle when I see one of the leading economists turn themselves in knots trying to explain why the public purse needs to be used to bail out those who caused the problems in the first place. The bottom line is, with thousands more about to lose their jobs over the next few months as factories close and the economy contracts, the question for us will be, are we really content to just work, pay the mortgage, work, make the car repayments, work, buy more groceries and work more in order to see our inheritance used to enrich those who see us as nothing more than stepping stones to their own enrichment? I'm Shane Elson. Thanks for listening.